Welcome to the podcast for Runaway. I'm the author, Sabine Wilder, here to read my book to you. Let's get started. Chapter 15 Daybreaks Anna became aware of the shift in light. She ducked her head under the covers, but was unable to escape dawn's approaching glow. It penetrated the curtains and filled up the room to the point where Anna could no longer ignore it. She was awake. She could hear Susan's even breathing across the room. Anna envied the fact that her friend was still asleep, but still didn't want to wake her. Anna drew back the covers, placing her feet on the floor. She felt out the creaks and groans of the wood as she pulled on fresh clothes. Making it to the door proved more difficult, and the floorboards creaked mercilessly under her. She froze, hoping Susan wouldn't notice. The other girl lay still as a stone. Anna scolded herself for worrying so much. She left the room, silent as a shadow, closing the door behind her, with only the soft click of the latch catching the plate. The fluorescent bulbs in the hall glared their obnoxious flickering light. Anna wasn't sure what was worse, those lights or the sun. Anna squinted against their bluish tint, willing her eyes to adjust faster. A noise from the room across the hall startled her. Anna nearly jumped out of her skin, but instead she landed a good four feet away from her spot before the door. She marveled at the distance. Her muscles had gotten stronger, her reflexes sharper. Another shuffling noise from the Fenris room, and Anna reacted by bolting down the hall. When she reached the stairwell, a thought came to her, and she grabbed the railing, throwing herself over the banister, landing on the next platform down. She stared at her legs, amazed they could take a jump from that height without any damage, nor even much effort at all. She waited in the stairwell a moment, listening for sounds of pursuit, but it was quiet. Anna let go of the breath she had been holding and wandered down the rest of the stairs. She paused at the outside door, but pushed it open and headed out into the covered archway. The sky was lightening, casting lavender shadows across the snow that had fallen during the night. The brightness, even in the pre-dawn, hurt her eyes, so she jogged down the archway to the safety of the great building in front of her. It was warm inside, the lighting soft and the smells comforting. Anna wondered how old the building was. It seemed to hold an age's worth of memory in its walls. She wandered the corridors with no particular destination in mind. She shouldn't have been wandering at all, but the light in the dorm was uncomfortable and she couldn't sleep. She needed something familiar to comfort her and recalled Vince saying that Les and Evie were staying in this building. However, now that she was here, she had no idea where to find them. The hall exited into an expansive foyer. Its ceiling vaulted three stories above her, the stairs and gallery on the second floor opening into the room, edged by a stone railing. Two giant doors faced the outside, and Anna realized she stood in the building's main entrance. The marble floor at her feet was made of an intricate inlay, displaying the school's crest, an oak tree on a shield. Anna walked along the Latin inscription that encircled the emblem. It says, as an oak through the ages. Anna startled as Vince's voice rang through the empty hall. Searching for its source, Anna's heart fell when she realized Vince was approaching her from the way she had come. Were you following me the whole time? Not at all. I announced myself on my arrival. He joined her at the foot of the inlay, examining it with her. 
though I did get a call from Fenris telling me you'd left your room. I figured you might want to explore a bit on your own. Am I allowed to do that? I'd like to think that within these walls all my pupils are safe. Of course, I've never run into a situation like yours before. I think we'll find out today what Fenris expects of us. There will be a meeting this afternoon. Anna traced the pattern of the inlay with her toe. Did you sleep well? Vince insisted on engaging her in conversation. Things started out fine. I woke up early once it started to get light out. Then I couldn't get back to sleep. The sun was now peeking over the horizon, shedding its first rays of light through the hall's windows, irritating Anna. How do you stand it? Vince chuckled. I've had many years of practice. My duties as headmaster mean I must be available during the daylight hours. It's so tempting to become nocturnal. You'll get used to the light sensitivity over time, among other things. Like breakfast? Yes. Why don't I show you around the kitchens? It's still early, but that means we'll beat the rush. I'd hate to get between a bunch of hungry werewolves and their breakfast. Anna followed Vince through the building. It was an impressive maze of lecture halls, classrooms, and studies. The second floor even housed an extensive library. Vince was in his element as tour guide. There are other buildings, too. Our dorms and athletic center, along with the labs and medical center. It's like your own private village. Yes, we like to think we're self-sustaining. Oh, and the grounds. Ah. A shadow fell across Vince's face. My apologies. I can't imagine Fenris letting you out on the grounds, but we have acres upon acres covered in trails. When this whole fiasco blows over, I'm sure you'll enjoy them. Anna appreciated Vince's optimism. Her frayed nerves could use more comfort. As they drew closer to the kitchens, the smell of food and the noise from the dining hall increased. Anna had to blink hard against the morning light streaming through the east-facing windows of the dining hall. The bright light coupled with the din and smell of food made Anna nauseous. She raised a hand to shield her eyes. Take deep breaths, Vince said. Don't let it overwhelm you. You can adjust to this. Anna did as she was told and focused on her breath. Eventually, the noise subsided and her head stopped swimming, but it was still hard to open her eyes to such bright light. Instead, she let her gaze wander to where the shadows in the room lay. Four long tables ran lengthwise down the room, away from where they stood. At the end was a dais with another long table set perpendicular to the rest. At the raised table, covered in the shadow side, sat Evie, in the form Anna had first seen her, somewhere between a wolf and human. The morning light highlighted the edge of her white fur, and she wore a loose teal sweater that complemented her eyes. Vince led Anna through the throng of tables, and she noticed a good number of diners turned to stare at her before going back to their conversations, their voices too low for her to hear. She wanted to crawl into a corner, not sit on a dais while everyone could stare at her. They approached Evie, who didn't look up from her morning tea and newspaper. Did you sleep all right? Um, I... I suppose. As all right as sleep gets. Anna stumbled over her words, feeling eyes on her from around the hall. Vince pulled a chair out for Anna. She sat down, curling away from prying eyes. You ladies sit tight while I fetch something for Anna and myself. Before Anna could protest, Vince was gone. 
Evie set her cup on its saucer and finally looked up at Anna. Taking a tour of the grounds, I see. No, I mean, I was just walking back from where we had gone last night. I didn't think... Anna balled her hands into fists in her lap, her knuckles turning white. I... I wasn't thinking at all. I should have waited for someone to come, or woken Sue, or a Fenris agent or something. But I couldn't bring myself to do it. I wanted to be alone for a bit. It's all right, Anna. You didn't do anything wrong. Evie's eyes crinkled with sympathy. But you're right. You shouldn't be going off whenever you feel like it without someone with you. Anna groaned. Being around others 24-7 was exhausting. Listen, why don't you come by my study when you need a break? It's small, and I can't guarantee I won't be working there myself, but... Anna's heart leapt. That sounds great! If you ever need to get away, you're more than welcome to use it. I'll have to find my spare key. Anna opened her mouth to express her gratitude, but was interrupted by a chair scraping beside her. Susan plunked herself on the seat, glaring at Anna through her disheveled mane. Where were you? Uh... It's a good thing Les came to wake me up, Susan yawned, stretching her arms out, and that he told me you'd already gone down to breakfast. I wouldn't worry, Anna said. Everyone seems to be keeping tabs on me just fine. Les pulled out a chair next to Evie. Well, it's sort of our job, you know. Anna wasn't sure if he was joking or if they really were following her every move. Anyway, Sue and I are going to grab a plate. The other two should be along any minute. Les got up and sauntered over to the cafeteria with Susan. Other two? Anna felt the strange tingling she had before in the garage. You'll meet your other pack brothers soon. Evie sipped her tea. Anna traced circles on the table, wondering what her other packmates were like, but too afraid to ask. Sue and Les returned with heaping plates and two other people in tow. Anna felt her skin prickle at the sight of them and knew these were the brothers Evie spoke of. The first one was a boy who looked no older than Anna, but she remembered appearance might not be a true indicator of his age. Looks among werewolves were deceiving. He was tall and thin with long blonde hair tied back in a loose ponytail. The other man looked older, around Evie's age. His hair was short, his skin dark, and his eyes curious. Anna guessed he was older than he appeared. Les placed a mug in front of Anna. Vince sends his regards. Unfortunately, he's been called away, but he wanted to make sure you were eating properly. The enticing scent of blood floated up from the mug as Anna curled her fingers around it. It warmed her hands. She didn't realize how hungry she was until fresh blood was put in front of her. As much as she wanted to bury her face in the mug, Anna hesitated, watching her pack seat themselves around her. Evie straightened in her seat, puffing out her chest. Girls, this is Sam, she gestured to the older man with dark skin. And this is Jesse. The boy with the long hair nodded. And our newest arrivals, Susan and Anna. There was a curious moment where everyone stared at each other, but it wasn't uncomfortable. It felt like coming home to a family dinner where Anna hadn't seen her relatives in a long while. Well, you can all tuck in when you're ready. Evie reached over and grabbed a piece of toast from Les's plate, taking a large bite. Hey! Everyone moved all at once, the spell binding them broken. 
Fork scraped plates, tongues wagged, and copious amounts of food were inhaled by the werewolves. Anna looked down at her mug, painfully aware of the difference between her and the others. Eat, Les commanded from across the table. What? Anna pulled herself from her thoughts. Just eat, Les said in a softer voice. It's nothing we haven't seen before. Anna raised the mug to her lips. The blood was still fresh, sliding down her throat to warm her belly. Like a cat lapping at cream, Anna was embarrassed at how much she enjoyed the sensation. She forced the mug down to the table in order to turn her attention back to the conversation at hand. She relaxed when she saw that no one was staring at her or acting like she was doing something weird. The conversation went on as if everything were normal. The meal took a leisurely pace, and everyone lingered at the table long after plates had been scraped clean. Evie's ears perked forward, and she stared at something over Anna's shoulder. I'm glad to see you all getting along, but I'm afraid I have to break things up. Good morning, everyone. A pudgy older man with a bushy mustache approached, waving at them. Thanks for coming, Walter. Evie smiled, but it didn't reach her eyes. What's going on? Anna didn't like the sudden gloom hovering over the table. Walter faced Anna. I'm here to give you a little tour of the grounds. Something clicked in Anna's mind. Just me? What about everyone else? Evie stood. I'm taking everyone who can transform out for a run. We need to stretch our legs. That's not fair! Susan jumped to her feet, nearly knocking her chair over. No one said it was fair. Evie's ears flattened back against her skull. But we can't take Anna around the grounds with us. It's too dangerous. But not for me. Susan crossed her arms over her chest, staring defiantly at Evie. Go. Anna forced herself to sound more confident than she felt. It's fine. I understand. Susan looked back and forth between Anna and Evie before letting her eyes drop to the table. Fine. Don't worry, we won't be long. Les rose and began gathering the plates. It's important for you to get a better grip on your transformation, Sue. Not to mention dealing with the wolf inside. Besides, it'll be too sunny for Anna to go outside. Susan didn't move. Go! Anna insisted. At least one of us can get out and have some fun. I don't want to leave you, Susan said. I'll be fine. I promise, if you say so. Good, Evie nodded at the boys. We'll meet you out at the shack shortly. Les, Jesse, and Sam left the table, while Evie took Walter aside for a moment. Susan tapped at the leg of her chair with her foot. This sucks. It won't be like this forever. We need to be patient right now, Anna said. You heard less. Even if it was safe, they might not let you go out because of the sun. It's like a werewolves-only club or something. I've been through worse. Susan finally let herself grin at Anna. Try not to get into too much trouble while I'm gone. Don't worry. I won't get into trouble unless you're around to blame it on. That concludes Chapter 15. Runaway is currently available for you to listen to for free. I will release a new chapter every week until the book is finished. But if you can't wait to find out what happens, the ebook is available through Kobo and Amazon.
Just search for Sabine Wilder or get a direct link from my website at sabinewilder.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to give me feedback, you can always email me at sabine at sabinewilder.com. Don't forget to rate this podcast and help me grow. Thank you for listening and have a pleasant night.